Oh, hi. Thanks for hitting play on the Melbourne Digest podcast. What an absolute legend you are. But enough of me saying lots of good things about you and time for more food chat. Now cue that jazzy intro music. We've all done it. We've been perusing a menu in a cafe, but then ditching it in favour of their Instagram feed to see exactly what's on offer. Instagram has been the maker of some Melbourne food joints, with tantalising shares of their offerings bringing in the likes both digitally and in store. Deb Monaghan is one of this breed of content creators shaping the future of food recommendations through her Instagram account and now, more majorly, TikTok. I chatted with Deb about social media, how it influences food, and her four Melbourne favourites. Now, we chatted at the tail end of lockdown, so excuse our daydreaming and lockdown mentions as we dreamed of where we would be going next to eat. But before all that, you know the drill. I asked Deb what her ultimate comfort food is. So my ultimate comfort food has to be cheese in general. All cheese, any cheese, blue cheese, brie cheese, baked cheese, I love cheese um whether i'm happy or whether i'm sad cheese with wine is usually the go-to so yeah absolutely love cheese amazing is there anywhere in melbourne in particular that you like to go and get your cheese or you'll just take it from anywhere look we're so lucky in melbourne with all the markets that we have i do love to spend my afternoons just browsing market stalls finding cheese i've never had before but Milk the Cow in both St Kilda and Carlton is honestly my go-to. I love it so much for a celebration and things like that. Um, So, yeah, Milk the Cow has to be my number one favourite for cheese. Hi, I'm Deb. I run my Melbourne Bucklist on Instagram and TikTok um, purely as a hobby. I just love all things Melbourne, all things food, and I love making my way through all the cool places that we have. So... Deb, you've done a very good job of going through the very long list of categories I've given you and choosing four of your top favourites. I mean, I'm showing my bias here. I really love the list a lot because it has a real St Kilda flavour and as a St Kilda local, um, (laughs) a lot of those were very familiar and very well loved to me. But let's have a chat about them. So Number one, you've chosen the category of bar and you've said Jimmy O'Neill's in St Kilda and specifically their chicken curry. So do you want to tell me why that's one of your favourites? Yes. So um, doesn't sound like it, but I actually moved here from Scotland when I was 16. And in the UK, we have this chicken curry. It's anywhere you go to for a Chinese, it will taste the same, which is crazy. It's this uh, iconic UK curry sauce and Jimmy O'Neill's do it to a tea. I absolutely love it. But it's not just the curry that kind of gets me going there. It is the atmosphere. Like you can be there on a Thursday to Sunday and by 10 p.m. every single table is up dancing to the live music. It is the best night out. It's really good. I think as well, it's very much like I know there's a lot of places in Melbourne that say they are an Irish pub, but I feel Jimmy O'Neill's genuinely has that kind of Irish, um, even English kind of flavour of of just a really fun place. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's just the atmosphere. Like there's so many people, like there's so many Aussies that go, I take my partner, he's Aussie and he loves it too. So it's the best atmosphere. If you're looking for like a 
like a humble Saturday night, you'll always have a good night there. Yeah. And I guess like, did you notice when you came, you know, first moved to Melbourne, did you notice quite a difference in the food culture and the pub culture between Melbourne and Scotland? Yeah, it's definitely moving here that got me into my food. Like before I actually moved, I would say I was a fussy eater, much to my parents' hate because they love food. Um, But moving here, they really pushed me because of all all the things we have on our doorstep. And, yeah, it's just the amount of cultures we have in Melbourne really goes to show in our restaurants. Um, But I feel like Scotland is getting there now. That's the way the world's going. Like it's becoming this fruity heaven, but Melbourne really is is the starter of all that. Amazing. Um, Yeah, I always laugh when people... I feel a lot of English people I know are like, I'd never really eaten Thai food before I came to yeah. Australia. And I think that's something we, you know, take away Thai. That's just something we do without giving it a second thought. But, um, yeah, we are really lucky to have that very multicultural. Moving on now to your second wonderful choice, which is Sam's Cafe in St Kilda. Um, and, again, particularly the prosciutto brie and caramelised onion toasty. Um, so first of all, do you want to tell us why that toasty in particular and then give us a little bit of a rundown about Sam's? So that toasty, I honestly crave it like four days out of seven in the week. It is amazing. And I would say I have at least three a month. It's my hangover go-to. Like she knows if I'm there, I'm potentially hungover, but the combination is amazing. Um, she makes the caramelized onion herself and the brie is literally chunks of brie. It is for a cheese lover like you and I, um, it is the perfect combination. Uh, so I definitely recommend it if you haven't already. Um, it is a taste sensation. <laughs> Sam's Cafe itself is fairly new, I think maybe a year. So she's been there a year in lockdown. Her name is Mary and she just works by herself. Um, it's just a little toasty and coffee shop and it's absolutely genius uh the coffee is amazing the toasties like I said are amazing and it just has a nice feel to it um Sam's Cafe she's got a poster on the wall it's named after her dad and it's just yeah it just feels lovely and I I love going there and you're right it is a really quite a humble quite a small little cafe but there is always people there like always always yeah yeah I love Deb that you were saying that she knows you you know if you're there with (laughs) toasty it's because you're feeling a little dusty have you always I I personally love that relationship that you get with your barista but when yeah you see them every day and you know the story I mean is that something you find that with the few cafes that you go to that you start to develop this really nice relationship Yeah, well, I actually, around the St Kilda area, I try my best to change up my coffee every day. So I love to give my business to a few of my regular places. Um, But it tends to be Sam's Cafe. She knows if it's 8am and I'm the only one ordering a prosciutto brie and onion toasty. (laughs) She tends to know that I am a bit dusty, but I love it. I love getting to know all the baristas of St Kilda and they're all really, 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 really good. Mm. it's one of the things I've really missed about working from home um, mm. is that there used to be that ritual of going into the office on my way in. I'd stop at a cafe. Yeah. I'd do the really well. We'd have a good chat and it kind of feels a bit weird to not see them every day because you can see the rest of your work colleagues on Zoom, but 
not your Bruce. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I did have a look at Sam's Cafe as well and was perusing their other toasties that they have on offer. And they have one, a triple cheese toasty, which is loaded with tasty cheese, vintage cheddar, and triple cream brie with caramelized onion. And I was. Yum. It would be, it's the caramelized onion that she does that gets it. That would be amazing. I haven't tried it because I honestly will never, ever change my order there. <laughs> you obviously are regular at um, Sam's, but you do try a lot of great places because this is what your Instagram page is all about, is about sharing all those really amazing food experiences that you can have in Melbourne. So how do you choose who you're going to go and visit and take a look at? Uh, A lot of the time it is just random. I might come across it on Instagram or even like my parents, they're both foodies as well. They'll suggest it and we'll go. Um, I don't go to review. I just go to share and I just, I just love it. I love tasting all the different food and meeting all the different people. And I, yeah, just whatever I come across, I'm willing to give a try. Is there anywhere that you've come across that was a bit of a surprise as in you didn't expect that much going in or hadn't really given it a second thought and it kind of knocked your socks off? Oh, knocked my socks off. Oh, yes, actually. Um, There's a place called Daughter-in-Law in in the city um, and they pride themselves as being unauthentic Indian, which makes you think, oh, what's going on? Like I just want a butter chicken. But it is a really cool Indian restaurant. It's like all neon lights and blue velvet sofas. And, yeah, the food is amazing and the cocktail list is to die for. It is so good. So I was really surprised by that because I do just love an Indian takeaway and this was the coolest, um, like, Asian fusion spin on, on an Indian takeaway. Amazing. So I guess how have you gone in, in COVID and has it forced you to look a little more locally yeah definitely when it comes to uh takeaways I really only have been restricted to what's around and that's really a lot considering where I live I'm really lucky um but I've done a few pop-ups as well there's been a few pop-ups around the area that I've I've gone and ordered from and honestly although it has been tough not sitting in my favourite restaurant with a cocktail. It, we've really been spoiled for choice around this area. I love where I live and I'm very lucky to have been in lockdown here. Um, is there any pop-ups that you really liked? Yeah, I did uh, Pinchies, the the champagne and oyster bar in the city. Um, they were at a cafe on Chapel Street and it was amazing. The lobster roll. I still think about it. I still think about it. I can't wait till they open. I love that though, that I hope that maybe pop-ups and moving into spaces that they haven't always been is something that continues post-COVID because I love it when there's a place that's not necessarily local to you that you haven't tried um, becomes close or it's advertised and you haven't heard of and it's in your local area and it's like, ah. It's genius. My partner's family there in Eltham and I saw that Pinchies was in Eltham a couple of weeks ago and you just never put two and two together. So, yeah, I love that. It's genius. And now let's move, I guess, on to brunch. Now you've chosen as your favourite brunch in Melbourne, SOS Cafe in South Yarra and specifically their bottomless brunch and fish tacos. So give me the rundown. I've been, got a coffee from there before, but I've never done the bottomless brunch. So tell me all about it. 
Well, I really am a sucker for a bottomless brunch. I've done so many. Uh, that's what I do on TikTok. So I love to film them and, and try them out. And like the concept of bottomless brunch is just genius. So actually my mum and my boyfriend and I, it's kind of our tradition to go for a bottomless brunch. Um, and I came across this one. It's on Turak Road. It's pretty local. And I saw that it was $25 for two hours after you pay for your meal. And I'm like, what's the catch? What is the catch? Um, so it's set in this like little courtyard um, with a fountain. It makes you feel like you're in the middle of Europe on a, on, on a summer's day. And yeah, fair enough. I ordered the fish tacos and the cocktails just kept coming and coming and coming. And it was just the most perfect afternoon. I've actually been back since and had the same. And it, it's just the most beautiful setting and everyone needs to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about, so obviously it's food on Instagram and on TikTok and Facebook back in the day. That was, that's something a lot of people do and a lot of people use to research and kind of find where they want to go. You know, I think people love it when people share food recommendations. I mean, what do you think it means for a restaurant or a cafe to either have a really active social media or to have people that are tagging them a lot? It seems that it can turn a little place in that people don't really know into a massive, massive deal. Well, that's the way of the world at the moment, especially with TikTok. Like it's it's so random what goes viral and what doesn't. It's the simplest things like like that bottomless brunch that people just see from all over Melbourne and they run to. And because you see the pretty cocktails and the pretty meals, I think it's the way the world's going and every successful business will need to have some sort of social going forward. And especially video now, it seems as well, like Back in the day, I feel you could just take some pictures on Instagram and that was enough. But now it's very much moving away to this kind of very well done video content. And TikTok has just taken off as well. And it's the same thing. It's that video content. What type of content have you found on your TikTok that seems to have gone really well and that people really seem to be enjoying? Is it something in particular? Yeah, so bottomless brunches. Yeah, the first one I did, I just did for fun. I it was my first time playing around with TikTok, and it got like a couple of thousand likes. And I'm like, wow, what's going on? Um, so yeah, I just kept doing it, and it was in between the COVID lockdowns. I think people really wanted to spend money in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I, I love doing it, and I will continue to do it. And what do you think about brunches in Melbourne generally? Because, for example, for bottomless brunch, you had fish tacos, which I think is one of those things that a lot of people would be like, I mean, Australians are probably all over it, but a lot of people outside of Australia might be a bit like fish tacos aren't breakfast food, but it seems to be something that is the norm now is brunch doesn't mean breakfast. No, it does not mean poached eggs on toast. And I love that. I, I've had Nazi Goring for la, uh, brunch. I've had like like Indian pancakes. I've had the coolest things for brunch. And yeah, I would rather go to a restaurant and order something I couldn't cook at home. That's what, what I would say when I when I go for brunch. Yeah. And I think it allows people as well to be a bit creative in what they do cook when, you know, you can only do so many things with poached eggs. Now, moving on to your fourth selection, which was one of my favourites. I am 100% wanting to do this um, after looking into it. So you've chosen the category of hidden secret and you've selected 
Hola con Lola, Spanish cooking class and lunch at South Melbourne Market. So I looked this up because I was like, oh, this sounds great. (laughs) And just, I guess, to give the listeners a little bit of a, um, a taste of what this is. This is just some of the words on the website. Want to learn Spanish to impress your Latin American crush? She's got, <laughs> she's got that class too. Want to learn Spanish while learning how to cook a delicious Valencian paella? Senores and senoritas, Lola is your girl. Apart from being the most fabulous Spanish educator in Melbourne, Lola is also a chef, musician, artist, interpreter, and a huge fan of tacky films. She has a black pug named Sexy who has been known to join the odd lesson here and there. It sounds pretty fun. So tell me about what this cooking class is, what you do, why it's so great. I want to hear it all. Yeah, so I honestly just stumbled across this a couple of years ago. Um, I was looking for Christmas presents for my mum. We tend to do something a bit different and experience. And I was like, that sounds like us to a T. I love tapas. I love Spanish food. So I booked it. I had no expectations and it was one of the best days I've had. So you arrive and her description there sums her up to a T. She's just this sassy, full of life, Spanish senorita and she like dances around the room. Um, She takes you to South Melbourne Market to pick up all the ingredients and the way she talks to the the stall owners makes you feel like you're in the middle of Europe. It's it's amazing. So I've done the tapas class um, and I've done the paella class with two of my best friends uh, and both times have just been so fun. She kind of really guides you because she doesn't want it to taste bad. Um, so you learn how to cook it. You get all the recipes on a piece of paper because you tend to forget uh, because she feeds you with a lot of sangria during the class. So honestly, it is, I, I'm not sure if it's as well known. I think I was really lucky to come across it, but everyone needs to know about it. It sounds so good. Um, I also love, like, I love classes where you're doing the cooking, but I love that element of going to the market as well and being with someone who really knows their stuff and can teach you and show you what is good. So I guess at the market, I mean, where did you go? Was there any tips or like things that you learned there that you're like, I'm going to do that again, or I'm going to make sure I get that type of thing or go to this stall or anything like that? Yes. So um, we went to the seafood stall and she was telling us basically what's rubbish and what's good and what you have to get and don't get the calamari, get the squid because it like takes longer to cook, things like that. Um, we went to the cheese stall to pick up the cheese. It was it was so cool. And the relationship she had with each of the, the stall owners was just really lovely to see. It was really a great part of the day. No, she sounds really cool and a really cool experience to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really recommend it to anyone. And tell me, just to finish off, is there somewhere you're really looking forward to going once we get out of lockdown? Oh, yes, I am really looking forward to going to the new market in St Kilda um, because I actually just got a puppy during lockdown and they do a puppy palmer night. So <laughs> you go for your human palmer and they make a dog-friendly palmer for the dog and I just cannot wait to take her there. That is just so Melbourne, isn't it? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's so Melbourne and so local to here where I feel the number one accessory you must have is a dog. Um, what type yeah. of dog did you get? 
I got a Kelpie. So very, very high energy, but very cute. And tell us if we want to hear about what you've been up to and see your um, shares and other great food places that we could try, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm just at my Melbourne bucket list on Instagram and TikTok and I'm posting all the time. So just give me a follow on there. Send me through any recommendations you think I'm missing out on um, and I'll be definitely giving them a try. Hungry? Ready to trot off with your four-legged friend to the new market or go grab a toasty from Sam's Cafe? All of Deb's brilliant recommendations and details are in the show notes and are there to keep your belly happy. Bye.